Well, we are now in 1 Timothy chapter 4, and uh, it is good to see everyone tonight. We are moving on in our study on building people who build churches, as Timothy was left in Ephesus, and uh, Ephesus became the major church planning. You know, they planted the the churches in Asia, and uh, there was at least seven of them that, you know, initially that uh, were likely planted out of, of Ephesus, so... Uh, that's the kind of church we'd like to be as well. So, First Timothy chapter four, we've covered a lot of infer- a lot of ground, and I will um, pick up where we left off last week. And the Bible tells us in Psalm chapter twelve and verse one, "Help, Lord, for the godly man ceaseth; uh, for the faithful fail from among the children of men." And the Bible tells us in. Um, uh, well, not the Bible. Tell, that's what the Bible says. But Edmund Burke uh, is, is counted as saying the only thing necessary for uh, the triumph of evil is for good men to do nothing. I think we've all probably heard that. And so Paul was in the business of doing better than calling on good men to stand. He was called of God to reproduce godly men who would stand in the gap until the Lord returns. And Timothy was one of those men. So we already know that Paul uh, has called upon Timothy, his own son in the faith, 1 Timothy 1-2, that he may charge some that they teach no other doctrine in verse 3 of that same chapter. And then Paul warns of the dangers of misusing the law and forsaking the glorious gospel that saved Paul, the chief of sinners, in verse 15. So he charges Timothy, his son in the Lord, to war a good warfare. And uh, if you're going to war a good warfare, you've got to know about your enemy. And it, again, is amazing how this goes on with what I was just talking about this morning. So Paul has uh, set forth the roles of men and women, and he offers, um, and the officers, I should say, rather, and reminded us of what uh, and who we stand for. So now he warns of what we stand against. All right, so this is so much like what I was just talking about this morning. It's kind of, I'm going to myself just freaked out a little bit. Okay, so First Timothy chapter 4 and verse 1. The Bible says, Now the Spirit, exp- ex- the Spirit speaks expressly that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron, forbidding to marry and commanding to abstain from meats, which God hath created to be received with thanksgiving of them which believe and know the truth. For every creature of God is good and nothing to be refused if it be received with thanksgiving, for it is uh, for it is sanctified by the word of God in prayer. If thou put the brethren in remembrance of these things, thou shalt be a good minister of Jesus Christ, nourished up in the words of faith and of good doctrine, whereunto thou hast attained. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time to visit and meet. We thank you in advance for the prayer season that we're going to have after the Bible teaching. Thank you for the words that we've sang. Crown you with many crowns, Lord. We that's a wonderful song, Lord. You are the uh, the God of you are the King of Kings, Lord, the Lord of Lords, and uh, Lord, you are the the um, the the most potent uh, God, Lord, you are all powerful. We thank you and praise you for this time, just to to uh, get in your word to look at uh, the strategic plan of the devil, so we have a an answer. As we were just talking about this morning, we praise you for discipleship and investing in the word of God in faithful men and women who are able to teach others. Also, we pray a blessing of the reading and the hearing of your word. And we ask this in Jesus' name, Amen. All right, so uh, 
So times like these call for godly men to rise up and speak the truth. So Paul gives us three things that godly ministers do to combat the false doctrine of latter days, and we just read them. Uh, number one, a godly, and this isn't in your notes yet, a godly minister must beware of seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. That's verses 1 through 5. And then what we didn't read is a good minister must be a good minister of Jesus Christ. That's verses 6 through 11. We'll get into that in another session. And the third thing that we'll see in this chapter is a godly minister must be an example of the believers in verses 12 through 16. So that'll finish up this chapter. But tonight, we're only going to look at verses 1 through 6, how a godly minister must be aware of seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. And so, uh, it's in times like these that we need we need godly ministers, and we need pastors and teachers and evangelists and missionaries, but we need every member of the body to be counted among the ranks of the faithful and true servants. And so, uh, in your blanks here, times like these call for godly ministers to beware of seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. Is that in your notes? It might be. So, yeah, that's already there. No. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Beware is the word. I don't have that in my notes highlighted, so I don't know that. Okay, so a godly minister uh, relays what what is expressed by the Spirit of God. Uh, oh, I see this. I'm now just discovering that I'm just realizing this note tells me that the notes that I'm looking for are in my inbox, and my and that doesn't help me. So, <laughs> so oh, great. Now sounds a high t- great time to find that. I needed a printout, not a, a note. Okay, so a godly minister relays what is ex- expressed by the Spirit of God. And so uh, relays is the word there. So Paul is passing on what the Spirit says is coming in latter times. So Paul is careful to let Timothy, uh, Ephesus, and the churches know that it is is not something that he is um, predicting. This is something that the Spirit of God is setting forth as a fact. This isn't something that he's like, well, I think some day this is what's going to happen this is what the spirit of god says is going to happen the words latter times are not to be confused with last days mentioned in second timothy 3 1 second peter 3 3 micah 4 1 isaiah 2 2 uh, though we live within the uh, view of the last days we know that paul is talking about uh, the opposition that was already working through the mystery of iniquity that we already mentioned in first timothy chapter 3 and so what Paul speaks uh, of here has already come to pass, so we can now look back with much more clarity and verify that the Spirit of God was 100% accurate. So Paul is also sharing uh, this for the practical purpose of arming Timothy and the church at Ephesus with information to combat the influence of seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, which is in essence where we are today, a lot of seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. So, point B, some shall depart from the faith. Right? That's not hard to figure out. Some shall depart from the faith. Not all, but some. Alright, so not all, but some. Some shall depart from the faith. Not all, but some. This implies that they were in the faith and are compromising truth. So faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So when we allow tradition and extra biblical information to inform our faith, we swerve, as Paul said in 1 Timothy 1.19, we talked about that, and we become shipwrecked as uh, Hymenius and Alexander uh, were named, right? They went, They ran aground with uh, with bad doctrine. But not men only, right? But men and women, children and families. Some of the most damnable heresies in the church in the modern era have come through women in the last... Um, let's see, it's 2022. Yeah, 100 and 140 years or so. So by name, we could say Amy McPherson, right, in the, the 1920s and 30s, founded the Four Square Gospel Movement. Uh, just talked to a fellow in, in, the, in uh, Clinton yesterday. 
that was a part of that. Mary Baker Eddy started the Church of Christian Science, uh, which was the forerunner of the word faith healers. Uh, her heresy was similar to the healing arts that call on divinity, popularized recently by Splank Nunn. Just emotional intelligence and all that. Not emotional intelligence, I'm sorry. That's not the right uh, terminology. Uh, spiritual, uh, what is the name of it? I just heard it. I was at a conference at a kind of pseudo-Christian conference a couple of years ago, and they were of uh, baloney, and they're recommending that. So anyway, that's out there in the stratosphere, and everybody's or in the atmosphere, and everybody's listening to things um, that have to do with, uh, uh, you know, really what you get into is Eastern mysticism into faith, Christian faith, which gets you back into mysticism. And so uh, the Splankna book, as mentioned, is written by Sarah Thiessen. Ellen G. White uh, received, received visions in the 1800s, the early 1900s, on the equal description and, and uh, helpful in the Seventh-day Adventist cult. Many modern charlatans like Benny Hinn, followed in the footsteps of these women pioneers. And that's not really from the history. It's a lot of these things. Christ uh, by her men, women, and officers, so we could see what godly church looks, what a godly church looks like. So this is, this protects us from what was to come, what has already arrived. And of course, as you go forward, it's going to be increasingly hard because people don't even know the difference between a man and a woman, or at least use the So the reason Paul went to these lengths is because it's important that you know we know. Right? It doesn't matter what anyone else knows; we got to know what the Bible says. So point C. Specific about the characteristics of these uh, who bow the bride of Christ. They are the ones seducing spirits. Uh, they are seducing spirits. So he's specific about the characteristics of these who would beguile the bride of Christ. They are seducing spirits. So the term seducing implies a sensual attraction. The word beguile uh, might come to mind when we think of seducing spirits. Speaking of the last days in the Great Tribulation, mentions the influence of seducing spirits drawing people away to false Christs. False Christs shall rise and shall show signs and wonders to seduce, if it were possible, even the very elect, or even the elect. And so uh, Jesus is speaking about the last days. He's talking about. These these seducing spirits and these false prophets and and uh, that are going to rise false Christs and false prophets and so there'll be people with a high complex um, that uh, will seduce them. Uh, that was also the case in the first century. Uh, the spirit of God rebuked the church of Thyatira because they had allowed Jezebel to seduce them into idolatry. So if we read Revelation chapter twenty verse two. Uh, the Lord says there through John, Notwithstanding, I have a few things against thee, because thou sufferest that woman, calleth herself a prophetess, to teach and to seduce my servants, to commit fornication and eat things sacrificed unto idols. So we see an example in the testament of false doctrine being brought in and seducing uh, the saints. And, yes, Ron? No, Revelation, uh, Revelation two verse twenty. Oh. Yeah, yep. Twenty two verse twenty. Oh, no problem. That's good. So in First John two twenty, that anyone who denies Jesus Christ is antichrist. So he goes on to say uh, that he wrote the epistle to protect 
seduce them. In First uh, John two twenty six, these things that I written to you concerning them that seduce you. Paul uses a similar term with the church of Corinth when they were exposed to bad doctrine that was corrupting their purity before the Lord Jesus Christ. And this is the one that's probably the most our ranks. I quote this a lot. Would to God you could bear with me a little of my folly, and indeed bear with me, for I am jealous over you with godly jealousy, for I have espoused you to one another, that I may present you as a chaste virgin to Christ, but I fear lest by any means as, as a serpent beguiled you through his subtlety, so your mind should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. And so there is a simplicity that we should not be corrupted from, right? God's word is true, and and we should believe that it is as it is in truth the very words of God. That's a, a people actually believe us simple-minded, believing, that, believing the Bible is that God is and it is what it is. It's actually a literal. You know, you can believe it as, it as it is in truth the very words of God. That is, that is not that in a godly sense, but it's not that we are ignorant it, uh, or unenlightened. It's actually you off of what is very clear and true. So the Spirit of God specifically the Laodicean church uh, church age as being vulnerable uh, to losing its hold on the mystery of God through the subtlety of man's enticing words. And so in Colossians, uh, which is written uh, obviously not just to Colossae but to the church of Laodicea, in chapter 2 and verse 1 he says, For I would that ye knew what great conflict I have for you and for them at Laodicea and for, uh, and for as many as have not seen my face in the flesh. Uh, that their hearts might be comforted. Now, historically, he's talking about himself, but we haven't seen the Lord yet in the flesh because he's coming in the air to catch us away in the clouds. He says that their hearts might be comforted, being knit together in love unto all riches and the full assurance of understanding to the acknowledgement of the mystery of God and and of the Father and of Christ, in whom are hid all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. And this I say, lest any man should beguile you with enticing words. Okay, so uh, there's going to be those that would beguile the church at Colossae, the church of Laodicea, with with enticing words. And so words are meant to, um, they, they're powerful. Not in the sense of the word faith movement, but that God's word is powerful. And so it is true. All right, so there's going to be these that want to uh, come in with uh, subtlety to try to destroy uh, the church. Uh, these these are seducing spirits. we got to be careful not to succumb to seducing spirits. Um, so point D, doctrines of devils and seducing spirits go hand in hand. So as we look at the text, uh, again, he says, Now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits, comma, and... And doctrines of devils. So that conjunction, junction makes them function together. There's seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, teachings of devils. Uh, so these seducing words, spirits, and these teachings uh, that come from devils go hand in hand. The devils are fallen angels, and the word demon that we commonly use is the transliteration of the Greek word for devil. A few uh, years ago, it was popular to call on Charlie Charlie when my kids were little. Uh, that was one of the, kind of the latest uh, variation of the Ouija board. You guys, Any of you guys familiar with that? Oh, yeah. And so... I'm like, Elizabeth, don't do that. Sam, don't do that. Right? And uh, and they just, what are they doing? They're literally calling on devils for entertainment value. You know, it's cool. Let's do it. TikTok says so. Let's just follow that. And so it was the rage in the junior high schools and what have you. And so that's just, that really, that's, and that sounds like something. 
crazy Baptist preacher talk, but the reality is that was that is demonic activity right there going, you know, circulating through TikTok and YouTube or whatever else uh, social media that they were looking at. So the occult is no longer taboo or hidden. It's actually become pop culture. Uh, and so it'll come in and out of vogue. Just like the Ouija board when I was a kid, that was a scary thing. Now the Ouija board, you, know, you can go to the Toys R Us, grab one, take it home and give it away for Christmas, right? So you can play with the doctrines of devils and the seducing spirits, right? That's, that's not cool. But we're, we're not to make any mistake about it. The devils are carrying forth an agenda of Satan, um, the devil, the devil, not just a devil, to destroy Jesus Christ and his church, which I was talking about this morning. So, and he's subtle, by the way. The devil's no fool. He's a lot smarter than us. And so he has his ways. And, uh, you know, you go to extreme on one hand and he'll come around and get you on the other. So we got to walk circumspectly. Believers are not going to fall prey to these demonic teachings and doctrines of devils. So First John 4, 1 says, Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits, whether they are of God, uh, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. James 1, 5 says, If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, Liberally and abradeth not, it shall be given. So, point E Paul exposes the doctrine of devils and the influence of seducing spirits to the light of God's word in verses 2 and 3. Uh, he says that these are speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their consciences seared with a hot iron, forbidding to marry and commanding to stand from meats, which God hath created to be received with thanksgiving of them which believe and know the truth. So, he says, This is the thing, these are the things uh, that are going on that are seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. Uh, They speak lies and hypocrisy. They speak lies and hypocrisy. The lives of the men and women used as instruments to seduce and destroy the people of God, will they will not have pure lives. They're going to have impure lives. They will not only speak lies that are not true, but they will not live the life that is true. So they're not going to live the Word of God. They're just going to talk about... uh, things about God, but they're going to be living in hypocrisy with seared consciences, seared with a hot iron. Unlike the officers that we saw in chapters 3, right, um, in the church that hold the mystery of the faith in a pure conscience, um, these tell lies without any compunction for the people to deceive or fear of the Lord of, of God. They don't fear the Lord of God, so they feign a relationship with God and they mislead the people. And that's very tragic. And so the book of Acts, chapter 19, this is, go over there and look at that. You better be ready for a, a Bible uh, flip here. We've got to get active in the Word. Acts chapter 19, if you go over there, it records seven vagabond Jews, uh, the sons of a high priest named Sceva, uh, not to be with Spiza, who just did our camp, our camp for the kids, who had no problem with feigning relationship with the Lord in an attempt to cast out demons. The incidents recorded in Acts, uh, Acts chapter 19 and verse 11. Look what happens to these fellows. It says, and, and God wrought special miracles by the hands of Paul, so that from his body were brought unto, unto the sick handkerchiefs or aprons, and diseases departed them, and evil spirits were, uh, went out of them. Oh man, these guys are so excited to get in on this. Look at what happens. Verse 13, number of rebellion. Then certain of the vagabond Jews, exorcists, took upon them to call over them which had evil spirits uh, in the name, of the, um, the name of the Lord Jesus, saying, We adjure you by Jesus whom Paul preacheth. And there were seven sons of one Sceva, a Jew, chief of the priest. Notice these are the fellows who, which did so. And the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus I know, and Paul I know, but who are ye? 
And the man in whom the evil spirit was leapt on them and overcame them and prevailed against them, so that they fled out of that house naked and wounded. And this was uh, known to all the Jews and the Greeks also that dwell, dwelling at Ephesus. And fear fell on them all, and the name of the Lord Jesus was magnified. And many uh, came and confessed and showed their deeds. Many of them also, which used curious art, brought their books together and burned them before all men. And they counted the price of them and uh, found it 50,000 pieces of silver. Word of God and prevailed. Right, so you have a you have a revival breaking out here because these false teachers, right, these guys that were speaking lies and hypocrisy, were found out. The Lord exposed them because they went to emulate Paul without the spirit that Paul had in him, and uh, that didn't work out so well. And so uh, these are men who uh, Paul is talking about, warning the church to be wary of those that have a form of godliness. Jews. They were religiously Jews. They were not afraid to call on the name of the Lord Jesus even though they didn't believe in Him. And so there are men that are like that. They speak lies and hypocrisy claiming to be one thing from these sort of fellows we should flee because their conscience is seared with a hot iron. They have no biblical compassion. It is pride or money that drives them in their spiritual con game and the demons use them as instruments to advance their cause. And so, um, and it's so be careful. Today, you can turn on the television, and you can do that this morning, uh, and you'll find television preachers, and not all of them, by the way, but many of them, who are doing this very thing, speaking lies and hypocrisy. And so today, um, you will see that uh, all over the place. Faith healing and prosperity preachers like David Copeland, and that guy's just evil. Uh, Jesse Duplantis, Benny Hinn, uh, Joyce Myers, I'll name a few here. Andrew Womack, Rod Parsley, Paula White, Creflo Dollar. Did I already say him? Um, all those kind of folks are constantly fleecing the flock. Word faith movement, word faith movement. It's all about that. And, uh, and so, but, but not only that, you also have, you know, there's Baptists. Like Andy Stanley, who literally do deny, and I just you know just talked about this several weeks ago, literally deny the literal interpre- interpretation of the old scripture, of the old scripture, in view of just a historical Jesus. So it's not like they say, well, you know, don't believe in Jesus, but they say, but you can't believe the creation story. Well, you know what? That's not any better than 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 a guy who's fleecing the flock for money. All of it is equally bad, and so uh, we got to hold fast to the faithful word as we've been taught. And, and so, and so even you know, quote America's pastor, Rick Warren. He's he's just recently went into the pastorate, caused quite a stir among the Southern Baptists, and uh, they tried to kick him out. But for some reason, he's still credentialed. So I don't know what's going on with all that. But anyway, there's all these things that are circulating, uh, even among Baptists. So some of us need to take advantage of the teaching of this church, uh, so that we don't fall prey to the winds of doctrine. That blow around constantly, rehashing old doctrines of devils new. And really, there's nothing new under the sun. So the things taught routinely in Discipleship One, Discipleship Two, and HBI, and weekly through uh, the ABFs and the and the Sunday morning time, uh, is it's gold. You don't get that in every church. The word rightly divided, rightly applied. And I'm not saying we're the only church. Praise God for that. But there needs to be more. And so uh, he noticed here. I need to finish this thought here. Let me see where where we're going. Yeah. Well, 
Yeah. Okay. Let's just pull up there because if I keep going, well, it'll be too too long. All right. So um, I'm going to pause right there. When we get back together, we'll we'll pick back up over this and talk about these lies and hypocrisy and uh, forbidding to marry uh, is where we're going to go next. Um, in uh, point, do you have point two on your outline? No. Okay, that's just my point. So we got, I got more to say. I'll just I'll just stop there. We'll pick it up next next Sunday night. I will be here next Sunday night. So next Sunday morning I will not be here, but Sunday night I will. So we'll be back on track next Sunday night. And if I yeah if I I finish this point, the next thing you know, I'm uh. I got a long way to go in a short time to get there. I got a lot to say. So well, I'll, I'll lay out some more doctrines of devil stuff for you next week. Any questions on that or comments? Yes, Ron. Are you Shepherd's Chapel? Shepherd's Chapel. I have, yeah, I've heard of it. That's all. They're on TV. Uh, do you know Shepherd's Chapel, Jeff? Hmm. Oh, do they? I didn't know that. Shepherd's Chapel denies the rapture takes place, according to Bob. The imminent return of Christ. What? <laughs> wow. That's kind of that's. That is not what that verse is about. That is wacky, Tabacky. All right. Well, I'm going to turn this off and we'll go from